If I ask most sales leaders, who have you fired in the last three years, a lot of them will give me some names. That wasn't the case with Harold, the guest of today's episode. He has never fired an employee in the last three years. Why is that? Because Harold is a great leader. Not only is he good at hiring, he also looks at himself if something starts to fail or if things fall apart. And that's what makes the culture and the atmosphere that is creating the best there is. Harold is the sales leader of EMEA at Deliverect, the fourth unicorn of Belgium, and they're growing massively. There are a lot of learnings in this episode, and I'm pretty sure you will love it. I am Bram, and this is The Sound of Sales. Hi there, me again. It would be great if you could hit the subscribe button below this video or wherever you're listening. It helps more than you think. It helps me get stuff done. Thanks a lot. If you hustle, at some point you're gonna, it's gonna pay back. As a manager, I've never fired someone in three years. If you don't have fun at work, what is the goal to come here? Let's imagine that I'm speaking with your parents and I ask them, what does Harold do for a living? What would I get back? They probably say that I'm super packed and I have no time to rest. <laughs> um, and they know that I'm working really, really a lot at Deliverac. It's like I don't count the hours. Um, um, I'm a father now for the last seven months. So a new, new thing that is adding to my equilibrium, right? And then we want to make sure that we are 100% dedicated to family and friends which lead us to probably having three to four hours for, for myself per week, which is, uh, so they would say probably super busy person, um, to be honest. That must be heavy, I can imagine. It is, but it's, it's motivating me, right? So if, yeah, if I've got nothing to do, no challenge at anything, I don't see a reason to wake up in the morning, right? So it's because we know that there is a constant consistent challenge every day that we want to make sure that we embrace our uh, embrace ourselves to do the next mile on the different levels uh, stuff on the equilibrium sometimes yes but it's important to step back when you feel that you are losing some attention in work family friends important to restructure like what did I do wrong how can I make sure that I can be a hundred percent of of my of my time on the on the on the business we want. Yeah, yeah. So you started at Deliveract at about fifty people. Uh, I think I was number fifty. Yeah. Yeah, number fifty. There's now over four hundred, I believe. Yes. <laughs> so you've seen the whole journey. I, I would often think that sales has a big part of the growth. Um, so would you say you're mainly one of the reasons why you're at this size right now? I think like we, we, at the company, we all contribute to the success of Deliverex, right? It's deep, it relies on sales cannot work if we don't have a great customer experience. We cannot work if we have a great marketing team providing leads, awareness, etc. So it, I would say it's a, it's a team, team company thing. Uh, we, all work, we all work towards the same goals. 
um, and we put the right energy at the, at the right moment and that's how we, 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 we could do it, right? So I would say it's really combined. Sales is, is, is definitely impact, impact the numbers and impacting the growth, but there are so many people behind that uh, that we need to take into account. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's in a short time, one year and a half. That's, uh, that's insane. Yeah, it was. It, it was and it is. <laughs> It's not. It's not. Uh, it's not the end, right? We're just at the start, in fact. So mm -hmm. I like that. I like the thinking behind that. That's just. It's insane. But um, if you take us back, like you, you're now, um, you you helped deliver and grow at a massive rate. Um, but who are you as a person? Like, uh, take us back. How did you get where you are today? I think like. Obviously, it's the, the past made me the person of today, right? So, and I think like if I look backward, I should look at even when I finished school. Um, I finished school, I was, uh, I studied law um, because I wanted to do international relation and diplomacy. I wanted to make sure that the people are peaceful in a conflict, etc. So I wanted to study that in a, Private, private university where the tuition fees were pretty high. Um, so I wanted to start working so I can afford it by myself. It was really a young, young spirit. Then I, so I started, I started working as a, as a headhunter in a company called uh, S3, which was Computer Future. So, and that's where I, in fact, learned that sales was something for me. And I never would never ever in my life wanted to study again where i could understand how i can grow and what are all the things that we need to learn in the sales on the sales side and that that i think like was in fact the the first move on my side which lead to all, all what happened after right it's about 12 years ago now so when we say 12 years it looks like really old but i'm feel st still young <laughs> <laughs> So I, I hear a lot that um, that headhunting career or, or starting in headhunting is really the uh, you learn all the basics there very quickly. Did you have that feeling as well? Exactly. For me, it's 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 a great sales school. You know, you you need to. You, I was doing two. If in fact it's two roles in one, right? So you are in fact selling to companies service of recruitment, and then you need to headhunt people, sell a company you work for to make sure that they can go there, right? And if you want to move someone from one company to another, there is a deep analysis of the need of the person that needs to happen. And in fact, that's the base of sales, right? And we are so much trained on that, that in fact, if you can translate the learning to another business and another product or whatever, then it's really easy. So for me, it was really an amazing school uh, for the for the beginning of the career, indeed. And then from there on, you um, you kickstarted your career. Basically, you did a lot of, at Uber Uber Eats. Um, how was that in, uh, in terms of shaping your uh, your professional life? Yeah, Uber Eats was really intense right kind of the same speed that what we are seeing at Deliverect. so i started at do uber eats i was i was an external employee in fact so there were for launching uber eats in canada that was in canada for launching uber eats in canada they were only hiring external people 
to do the sales, right? Um, and they were saying like, okay, let's launch Montreal City. You have six weeks. We need to have 120 restaurants. Just do it, okay? And we were like, let's do it. And at the end, like at the end of the, 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 the journey, there was only a certain number of people who can go as an intern finally an employee of Uber Eats. So that's where we had a lot of competition and we wanted to go to, to, to go to go really to go really beyond every day, right? Not counting the hours, eight to eleven PM, whatever. It was really target oriented. And then because you have that energy, all the um, Uber values, cultures, it's always looking at the extra mile, always looking in the future. Um, that lead like lead the salesperson to to go, to go to the extra mile. So I was external, then internal SDRs to media account executive doing kind of enterprise. And then I wanted to go to sales management, which I could do through through Greets as well. Yeah. If you think of it, the, the type of culture that you generate with putting a lot of people together and tell them you have six weeks, do you think, was that productive for you? Or did you see... A lot of I, I don't think a lot of people can handle that. To be honest, I think um, it depends on the DNA of the person, right? Um, you know, just before just before Uber, it was really tough on my side to to find a job in Canada because when you go there as a Belgian person, um, you have you you don't have networks, you don't have anything. So I was really fighting to have the first best best opportunity. And it took me 11 months to find it, right? With some um, some bad moments, uh, really bad moments with low payment, etc. But that's when I came at Uber and they gave me the chance of doing it. I was like, I'm going to give everything to the person who believe in me. So I was definitely the type of DNA person who was going to do the extra mile, right? So probably it's, it, for me, it's a DNA thing. It can go to some people and cannot go to other people. Um, I just had the chance to be at the right moment, at the right spot on, on that side, to be honest. And I, I wanted to prove I could do it. Because basically you were cleaning windows before that? Yeah, I was a window cleaner. It's insane <laughs> so, how, yeah. how somebody's journey can go. <laughs> Crazy, yeah. Because I started in Canada, I started as an account executive in the recruitment industry because it was my background when I left Belgium. But after a couple of days, I was like, I'm not... I don't want to do this. This is not what I want. I came in Canada for, and then I decided to resign and to find the right the the, the right opportunity. And but at at the end, you still need to pay your bills, right? My wife was doing a PhD, etc. So I was like, let's let's do let's do something else. And I was cleaning windows of condos until I I got the opportunity of uh, of Uber Eats. Yeah, there there are things if I, if I think. Like you, you fell into sales without all the knowledge. Um, you basically ramped yourself up. Then you came into Uber Eats. That's where your career kicked off, if I can can say that. Um, if you if you look back to all that, are there things that you wish you knew sooner about the the journey or the things that um, that you that currently shaped you? If I look at the position I am now, I'm, I'm to be honest, I'm, normally I'm super honest, but I'm super proud of where I am now. And I think like it's a different circumstances that made myself today with the, the willingness of always being opportunistic, right? 
So I don't think I would change. I would change uh, a lot of the moves that I did in the past because they all, every move or every decision that I took at so, some point gave me the opportunity to meet new people or to learn learn new 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 way of selling, new way of of uh, of uh, hunting. So you know, it's it's always something that, and maybe it's because I'm taking positively. Um, but it's like I'm just like if we, if we want to move forward, if you want to go to the extra mile, we need to retain like most of the positiveness. Because if you keep on the negative, you're always gonna be there. Will be a break on your your decision and your your movement in your career. So I was like, let's let's take all the time the positiveness of what what happened, and if you if you hustle, at some point you're gonna it's gonna pay back, right? Did you notice that when doing those long days that the hustle also have its downside? Yeah, <laughs> indeed, indeed, it's, it 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 does it does impact the the personal life, right, or, or private life. So when you work longer, that means that you have less sport. And I think that when and I I'm a big fan of sport, tennis, rugby, football, whatever. So I try to 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 do it, but. Uh, Family and business are the two most priorities. And now we have an external coach at Deliverec to help managers grow and play with the equilibrium because it's a marathon, right? And for a marathon, we need to get trained and to be consulted. So it's always a challenge to find the right balance. And it always needs to make sure that we do a self-retro-inspection about ourselves. Like, where where are we? Um, for the, indeed, yeah. Yeah, it's something that you notice a lot is you only notice that you're in too deep when you're already in too deep. Yep. And um, you're now managing about 30 people, I believe. Well, yeah, about. Yeah. So how do you make sure that you as a manager right now, how do you prevent your team from not going too deep? Do you look for these types of hunters that look like you, basically, that do whatever it takes? Or are you always a little bit cautious, like... I also know that it has a downside. Yeah, I think like the to to make a success, we need to have different people within the team. So uh, at, when I started the, as of my first experience as a manager, I was looking to of people like me because I was like it's easier to manage and based on my understanding, it was a success. So I just need to have this kind of people. But what I discover is that in fact you can have other other thinkers, other brains which all together can create also an equilibrium at work. Because if you work with only people hustling, it might give you the, the, the feeling that you need to hustle to make sure it's a success. But it's important to have people who can, in fact, produce better, right? Work smarter, right? Do you need to really work long hours? Or do, in fact, you need to make sure that you have the right plan, the right structure, the right organization to make sure that what you can do in 10, 10 hours you do it in seven. So it's with the brain of different people um, that I think like we can prevent people of going that going too deep. Yeah. Do you check in with these people regularly, like to see what their state is like, or do you feel that already because you've you've experienced it yourself? Do you do you have those signs that that um, that you can pick up on? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not running the one-on-ones anymore. So it's uh, the the team leads and, and the managers, um, but uh, you can feel it at um, 
to be honest, in sales, when you're doing calling a lot of time, at the end of the day, you can see the people physically, right? When they like, it's been like a week, which is really bad. I think that's the moment to, to give some recognition. Say like, hey, it can happen. Just go a bit earlier at home, spend some time, chill, right? Um, so we can see, but we, there, there might be some surprises. And when there is a surprise, obviously it's it's on my responsibility because I didn't check in the right way, right? So it happened here once and it's it's on me, right? I didn't check in enough and, and, and that's it. It's it's insane how in a, in a short period of time you're in a massive growing company. Your role must change every quarter almost as a manager. How do, how do you how do you keep like challenging yourself almost to constantly evolve and like from from five people to to thirty people maybe in in a, in a year time that must be super inspiring but also heavy it's it's heavy and it's um, you need to love to be a firefighter right because as soon as you launch new things when you when you grow super fast obviously you want to make sure that the process are settled everything is good and works smoothly but something sometimes when you are in startup phase super fast you need to just Go 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 as fast as you can, and you can mismatch then the, the the process, and then you can you need to come back. So how how do how do I do it? It, it it's pure passion, right? I believe in the product. I do believe in what we resolve for the restaurants, and I think like we need to make insufflate that to the team and make sure that they they communicate the right thing to the customers as well. So it's the passion at work that 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 give me the energy every day and the success of the people, right? We have people who started like two months after me, seeing them now promoted, it's like, wow, we're doing something. And in fact, based on what we do, there is an impact. It's not just the sales numbers of how many restaurants we've sold. It's like, we are trying to build growth for the people. And that that gives me also the energy of keep working hard to go to the, the extra mile. You're trying to create that vision with the product and a team with all all mindset in the same direction. What does it mean for you to have, or, or what are your key pillars, so to say, of that culture that you're trying to create? What do you think are the most important levers in there? I think like the the, the one of the key pillar, and it's one of the toughest, is transparency and communication. I think like one, that's one of it, because it's gonna bring uh, trust. When you have trust, you have people working um, harder, right? So, <clears throat> giving the communication transparency is not that easy because when you are growing so much from fifty to four hundred, there are things that are happening that no, no, no one might know. <clears throat> but it's definitely something that we want to make sure that we give the transparency and communication among the team so they know where we go. Um, and the, 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 the other pillar is to have fun. We spend 70% of our time at work. Colleagues are in fact our people that we see the most. If you don't have fun at work, what is the goal to come here, right? So we try to... Obviously, there are some incentives, but it's by having like 
open conversation. We have also a great culture, which is built by the, the, the founders. Really good, really good um, place to work as, a, as an office as well. So all these things are putting the people on, in, in, in the, right, uh, the right atmosphere to, to support. For, so for me, it's pure com the clear communication and the transparency link uh, with the fun and obviously the drive and the motivation that should be led by the, the managers within, within the, the sales floor. Mm -hmm. When somebody new starts with you how, do you, how do you bring that culture to them? Is there something that you do? Because you can always say like, we do great communication or we, we're going to communicate everything with you. But um, for somebody that's new, it's total new environment. How do you make sure they're ramped up on that, that they feel comfortable do you notice that it takes a long time or, or are they really quick in settling in? I think it's pretty quick because it's the, the vibe at delivery is kind of the same among the different teams. So what we had as feedback from the people who are just on board is like super, super welcoming. They feel like at home, right? And they feel they can have request help to everyone. So everyone is in the same boat. So it goes pretty fast. Um, and we also try to double check the cultural fit during the interviews as well, right? So we want to make sure that we check in. It can happen that you have like a mismatch, but then it, it's 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 seen pretty quickly, to be honest. It's like within a month, we know if it's there is a fit uh, within the company or, or not. But there is such an atmosphere among the different teams that you, you can feel it right away. You have a lot of teams that do a, a higher, slow, fire, fast type of pro type of approach. Is that something that is available? I see you nodding. You know. <laughs> I mean, to be to be honest, like, and it's something I, I'm I'm working on my side. But on the sales side, I, I mean, in the whole department, there is not the 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 goal is not to fire people because we are too many or people are not producing, right? If at some point there is someone who's not achieving what they need to do, it's on the manager or the head of the, 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 the director, right? It's on on my side, um, it's not a good thing, but as a manager, I never fired someone in three years, right? But the, one of the reasons is maybe because I would see a defeat in firing someone, right? Maybe I should do it sometimes. Maybe it's blocking the productivity, but it did if if um if at the end of the day I feel like I didn't do everything I could to help the person to succeed, right? Then then there is also a problem. We obviously need to have the person to go the extra mile, do everything, communicate with us, be open with us, etc. But it's on it's it's on me, right? If someone is like, it's like a, if you look at sport, you can have a, a, a team of football scoring a lot of goals, make, being champion of the, of, uh, of the championship. And then the following year, it's another head coach. And for some reason, it's not working the same way, right? So it's about making the same thing for me. Um, and that's how you, like see, that. you see different leaders um, you know, Kent is champion. Before Envan Azebrook, it wasn't going to be the case, but he's a great leader. He could do it, right? So for me, it's with the same players. So there is the same kind of attitude for me that 
I want to keep working on to make sure that you lead by example to make sure that people are, are working in your in the same vision, same direction. And that goes with the pillars that we just discussed before, right? I like the vision. It's, a, it's the first time that a manager said to me, it's on me if the performance isn't great. Um, you meet a lot of managers that, that would do the, f- the fire fast approach. If it's not working out, we just take someone else. Um, I see why you are at the position that you are at this and, and that you can enable the growth of Deliverag. I can also see that not everyone can do this. It must be a tough one for you. You're a rugby player. You can handle some uh, some some hits, right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, you know, I, we made a I made a personality test, and the test said uh, that I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, I am an integrator and individualist in the sense of my success or my happiness will come from the happiness and the success of the others, right? So it's it's all linked. If I don't see the people performing, I take it personally, and I'm like. What did I do wrong? And questioning, obviously, the person, but there is in the way of how I asked the question to them, was it the right way as well? Was it the right one-on-one? Did we, right? So I think there was so many things uh, that we need to, to look as a manager to make sure that the people are in the right way of working. Obviously, they would need to stick of the way of working, the KPIs, the activities, etc. right? But uh, for me, there is there is a huge part of the management in the success or or not of a team. Is that also something that you do if somebody decides to leave? That you you talk to them and like, hey, why are you deciding to leave, and what kind can, can I do to improve so it doesn't happen again with maybe other parts of the team? Exactly. If if people are leaving, I would obviously it's. I would under, I would like to understand the reason why, right? And and try to convince the person. But if the person has a clear other need, and that the person tell me is like I'm gonna be much more happy in another position or in another company because of these, these, and these, I'm like, if you think that you're gonna be happy, just go. I'm gonna be more happy if you can perform way more better in another company because you're doing. You, you, this is what you're looking for, right? We need to, I think like we need to put ourselves in and understand if the people leave, there is a reason. Reason is linked to a need they don't have here. So it's a question to ourselves to say like, how I can make sure that I'm preventing this for the next time. But if the person is like, let's go, um, I, I would I would release. Obviously, I would try to convince, but I would release knowing and, and, and telling tell, tell the person like, I'm going to happy for you and even if you need a recommendation I'll, I'll support you I have the feeling I can be wrong but I have the feeling that you also have a different vision on the commission system do you do you use standard commission system or do you also have like a way of using it as a motivation instead of a burden above someone's head um, I would say it's kind of both Right. Okay. Um, I know that there are a couple of new trends now where you don't give commission; you just give a high base salary. That's what's happening with new technologies: just a high base, no commission, and part of stock options, so the people know that they can work towards towards the the, the, the company goal. But I think that at some point the commission is um, 
is giving motivation to the people to accomplish, right? Um, I would not say they work. See, if the person is just a money driven and say, I want to earn as much as I can, for me, it might be a red flag um, because I want to make sure that the people are working for a company goal, a company vision. So it should be kind of a mix between the, the money, the, the impact of the person that the person wants to, to have. Uh, but I'm always questioning on commission. I'm super open to have different ways of implementing in, in terms and to make sure that it goes with the, the generation of we have, right? So I'm older than my salespeople. So it's another generation with other needs. Um, other aspects which are important, which are not the same than me. So I think like we need to always understand uh, what they're looking for, uh, linked to the company goals, obviously. Yeah, it's it's changing a lot in the recent years, I have to say, or, or what you can see is that in the beginning, um, yeah, you have a lot of these newcomers that want to earn a lot of money real quick, but without maybe the skills. Uh, and then you create a commission system for that type of culture. But then now you have a lot of people that really want to make an impact. Um, do you do you have a one-fits-all approach towards that? Or would you say, like, uh, we have different approaches depending on, on who comes in uh, and what their needs are? Um, it's, a, it's a good question. And to be honest, I'm, I'm going to think about it later um, to, because it's challenging me. But for the moment, we have a commission system, which is per role. So you have the SDRs, BDRs, and AEs. So it's all the same commission. Um, in fact, uh, everyone in the SDR, everyone in the BDR, and everyone in the AE team with the different levels is earning the same. Um, I wanted to have salary transparency, it's knowing like hey, whatever the position, this is what you're going to get um, with a variable of 20, 30, or 40%. <coughs> Sorry. But um, adjusting to the personal need might be inter interesting. I'm 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 gonna think about it. I'm I just I'm just thinking about, I'm I'm just thinking about the scalability of it. Right? If you have a uh, two hundred sales, I don't know if you want to have two hundred different sales come plan, but the same kind of logic can be applied. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to share you something after the episode. Um, I might put it underneath the episode as well. But there is uh, the company in the U.S. It's called Buffer. They do a social media planning uh, company. And they have shared their salary transparency on their website. Um, and they have a full calculator. So people can basically choose. Uh, they have differences depending on where they live. Because if you live in San Francisco, the cost of living is higher than in Belgium, for example. Uh, but they also give people the choice. Um, do you want equity compensation or do you choose a different compensation? Uh, and then they have a few parameters that you give in and basically you get your base salary right there and then uh, based on just a choice or three or two choices. Um, and it, it works great for them. Like uh, it's insane uh, how they, they made it scalable. That's amazing. To be honest, I know that at some point we were looking at the compensation. We were looking at different way of doing it. Um, we look at Odoo because there is also a calculator of Odoo online. Um, interesting. There is also another company called Allen in the, I don't know if you know them. 
They also shared the salary of the all employees um, on the website and internally. So I think like there is this new way coming in, right? And if we want to make sure that we are a scale up of the year next year, we probably need to to also look into it. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll keep an eye. It's good. Yeah, well, for some people, I've, I've talked to a lot of salespeople and especially the new ones. So you come fresh out of school and, you, and more and more people are choosing to go into sales. While a lot of people early days like you, you discovered it. Um, yeah. But now you have people that say like, I want to do sales. But then they come into it and they are slammed with a commission system. And mm -hmm. they don't have any skills and they're like, where do I start? And, and then they have that commission above their head. And depending on the personality type, you can either handle it and take it by, by your hands and do something with it. But other people are just frightened by it and slammed down and can even get depressed by it. It's, it's yeah. Is that something that keeps you awake? Like, or, or that you work with your managers who are actually managing the team that, that you make sure that that doesn't happen? Or is that part of your onboarding process or the hiring process even that you make sure that people with the right skill set or the right mindset come in? Uh, to be honest, we double check, obviously, before the people are, are hired on what they're really looking for. Um, and when we offer the job, we explain how it's working. And, and we also try to make sure that the, the targets are attainable, right? It's not like a commission plan, which is we want people to earn so much by hustling like idiot at the end. Right? You know, people need to, to make sure that they can, out of what they, what they are working, they still get something. And I'd, obviously, the, the, the pressure should come much more from the company goals than by reaching the individual commission target, right? And that's where manager needs, need to make sure that we can dance between the two. Right? So it's like by knowing what the team wants to achieve and by achieving what the company needs to do, right? It's like dancing between the two. So I don't think like there is a perfect solution. It's really on the case by case with the management style of the person and making sure that we understand the team and we we give them the motivation. We drive them into the company goals, which will lead to the success of the company and the commission plan of the person. Yeah, it's it's a it's a tough string between the two. Like it, it's you can often you're you're in a scale up. You're a unicorn company, and that brings people. That attracts people. You, people want to say, I worked at Deliverack uh, and, and they're a unicorn and it's, it's cool on your resume. So in the interview process, they might say whatever you want to hear. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a, a, thing, a, a thin line where when people actually get in, yeah, must be yeah. a challenge for a manager to make sure that... It's true, but... Um... We, we are asking a couple of questions where we want to understand like how the people um, had like super tough situation and how did they uncounter them and what is the reason 
what is the reason why you want to work to deliver? If it's to work for a unicorn because you look like an amazing company, etc. I mean, yeah, but why? Why you? Right. So it's like really try to deep dive about what the person really want to achieve. Um, and when we have people saying impact, then these these keywords are like, okay, what is an impact for you? Tell us. And then we we try to deep dive again into it. Um, and also the process we with the role play, right? That's how you can see how the people can be resilient because in sales you need to be resilient. Um, so the resiliency of the role play that we do is super key to to unlock the, the the next step during the interview process. Did that change in the last year and a half? How you um, hire people with the size that it comes? Uh, Obviously, we were not attracting that many people before, <laughs> um, but um, the same the same type. I would, there is just new stakeholders during the interview process, but it's it's the same with new personality. Because at the beginning, I was doing everything my, on my side. Then we have two managers. Now now we have a third one. So everyone is putting his own style towards the, the interview because we we are four, but we are completely not the four same people, right? So, which is really good. Um, and we, we, we try to, to, sometimes we have disagreement about candidates, which is good. And then we need to negotiate, understand, okay, let's let's re-double re, re check thing, that point or that point. Yeah, how long does your interview process take from start to finish if somebody applies today? Ideal candidate? can go for one week we're looking for people now even so if the people are looking <laughs> no, but, I would say if, <laughs> but i would say if you, if you have um if the person if there is a position which is open and the person looks like matching the job will go really quickly um Indeed. But you do a role play, you do all these things in, in oh, one so, week. Yes, yeah, so there is two to, three, two to three interviews. So it can go to two to three days or one or two weeks. The process is really fast. What we want to make sure is when we have, as soon as we have the candidates, we move forward. So first process is HR, second is one with the direct line manager. And then we want to do a role play with a, one of the other managers and including myself to have a final one. And then we, we're good to go. And, and that, that that's like a machine that you built. Is that from from your mind that it came? Like, okay, we need to do this and this, and this will be the the key drivers what we are looking for, uh, together with the other managers. Is that is that like set in stone how you do it? It's it's pending. <laughs> it's pending. <laughs> it's, for, it's, it's it's for the moment because we um recruitment is becoming like uh, something we really want to make sure it's the process super clear with the right uh, the right criteria the right questions that we ask automatically because before recruitment was not the key of focus focus was really on sales processes now we have more time we can say okay on the recruitment it's time to go to 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 mm -hmm. version two as well so it's definitely pending for the moment and um if we look at your your team itself so you're hiring right now 30 people. How do you um, how do you tackle the growth of Deliverect? Is that um, the typical SDR, BDR, uh, account executive, and, and the whole shebang to say it like that, and then manage that on country level, or um, like how do you how do you structure that? 
Um, so from the start, our goal was to centralize everything. So our goal is that our sales hub is in Ghent. So basically, when we started, we were seeing um, inbound. So for a total year, we were done doing only inbound. So we have the SDRs booking demos for the account executive, right? And then after a year, we like we want to we want to accelerate our growth. So we need to have prospection. So we added the outbound structure, which is from the BDR. But here, SDRs and BDRs are at the same level. So you don't go from SDR, BDR to SDR. It's the same level. It's just two different type of personalities. You have really the, the hunting or the people who can better take inbounds, which is another n another type of people. Um, and yeah, so we have everyone is in Ghent. And with the outbound for the moment, what we've did is we, we did is we wanted to centralize it also in Ghent. What we see for the moment is like we might need to localize in some point. So that's the reason why we have, in fact, local people in Spain, because the culture is different. Right. So the people in UK, they might easier answer the phone when in Spain it's not the case. So, I mean, we need to adapt. And it's it's to be to be honest, it's a learning phase that we are experiencing for the moment. I'd like what is the best approach? Um, we see good sign of of um, of growing. But we always need to adapt with the, 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 the market, the people. Every market is different based on the integration, the competition we have. So, you know, it's we want to make sure that it's something which is really scalable, but that would be some a lot of adaptation and, and, and changing the progress in the teams. And that all comes so, down to you. <laughs> yeah, so you have Spain with the local salespeople. We have Central Hub in Ghent. And then we have one person delocalized in Dubai, one person delocalized in Norway, taking care of Nordics. And they all go to, uh, to, to me. So managing the SMB for, for EMEA, it's about 30 people. Wow. I think it must be awesome to have that position coming at number 50, seeing it grow and bring it back to you. Like you have all the ropes in your hand, like we're going to do this and that. Yeah. But I, I started as a, the, what was the job description? I think it was sales manager. So when I came in, I had one SDR, one account executive. Right? And then now we have that SDR is the team lead of the SDRs and that team lead is the team lead of the AEs. Right? So it's super cool to see the people growing, but then it's really need to be multitask. It's about making sure that the process are good, the collateral departments are working the good way, managing the the team leads who had no experience in management. So it means that we need to take time to make sure that we can develop them as managers to make sure that your communication style and your vision is insufflate to their teams as well. So in fact, there is, it's, it's, it's a lot, but that's, that's, that's why we, we wake up every day. Yeah, I was just about to ask, like, where do you get all the motivation in your work? But I can see that that question is, is answered. Success is, is just succeed. Succeed with the team, making sure that there is one one sentence is we want to deliver a burger to the moon, right? That's the, the goal of Deliverect. But let, let's try to do it. We have great support, great product, great founders, great managers, right? Everything is settled for success, 
We just need to act, right? And and then we'll celebrate as soon as we 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 find our complicity, and then then we'll be okay. Then it would be okay. <laughs> I like that part of the sentence. <laughs> then everything is okay. <laughs> awesome. Um, we're we're already uh, almost at the end of uh, of our recording. Time flies, but um, as a last question, um, if I could give you a billboard at the side of the road, uh, what would you put on it? What is your life quote? That you would put on a billboard. I think it's one of the Olympic Games. It's higher, longer, faster, right? It's uh, that's what drove me from. That was my first presentation as a headhunter for my first promotion, um, and that's that's the thing. It's like we can always go faster, if longer. It always look back about how. We can do it. So these three words are super, super important for, for my daily life. Yeah, and I, I see it. How, what your vision is like from cleaning windows to Uber Eats, <laughs> growing there, and then <laughs> I see you cringe a little bit if I say window cleaning. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it was a tough time, right? Um, and if I if if when I was cleaning the window of the condo on the 16th floor in the beginning of winter, I would think that I would be in a position at Deliverac like this. You couldn't <laughs> yeah, go you much know. higher than the 16th floor. <laughs> no, it was already the top. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, but, but yeah, it, it, it's good. And you know, but what is important and that's what we're working for is like, what's next, right? Next is for sure making sure that Deliverac is booming but um, what is what is the the, the the next and when I see what how things quickly evolve I really don't know <laughs> I'm just going to make sure that we we do everything at delivery we can to make sure that we we do it and what's what's your personal dream on that if you can if you can say what everyone uh, first is I don't have the, the feeling of accomplishment at Deliverect, right? So, but maybe in the future is accompanying a CEO, working closely to, with a CEO to launch a new new product, being a consultant on my side. I don't know. I, to be honest, I've, I didn't think about it because I didn't have the time to think about it. Um, and I'm, I think like I'm still young. I'm, I'm only 32. With the position I have, I, I'm, I'm in a position where I need to learn really a lot. Also on the management side, right? Still on pure development. So it's really important for me that I master what I do here before I'm looking to the next step. And mastering when you have a bigger position takes more time than when we I was a cleaner of window, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like if you look at your journey where you are today, versus where it came from. Um, it's insane how, how things can go. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I think uh, a lot of people will know that you are one of the driving forces after the growth of this company as well. We're doing everything we can. <laughs> I like the motivation. I like the, the vision of it. And I, I think it will inspire people that are listening um, to, to really take take life by the balls, right? Uh, and take the opportunities, uh, the, the opportunities that come along as well. 
Um, of course. That's the bottom line, I believe. If some people want to reach out right away on, on LinkedIn while listening to the podcast, I'm, most of the time I'm pretty responsive, unless I'm, I've got some personal issue, right, Brian? But um, <laughs> I, would say, I would say normally I'm, I'm super responsive. I try to, it's one of my goals as well. It's, there is no, it's, it's not good to be waiting someone to answer you. So, yeah. All right. You're um, you're a great person. I'm gonna say it. A uh, very inspiring story, um, and I thank you for um, for sharing your two cents on um, on hiring and on motivating the team and uh, and to where you are today. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you so much, Bram. Have a good day. 